Hello, everyone. Welcome back. KC, season three. Here we are. How lovely. Season three. Here we are. Yeah, it's been, you know, we're recording this early, mid-September 2021. And uh, it's been a few months since since we've been here on the mic. Yes, I'm incredibly excited for this next season to start. We have so many interesting things planned for you all. And we're excited about returning to campus. And something, you know, we should also mention, since you last heard from us, since season two, um, you have undergone a transition from student to university assistant. So now I work officially with the Office of Diversity, Equity, Inclusion, and we are doing this officially. So, yes, we're working on the podcast. And you're a graduate, an alumni. Which is also lovely. Yes. Which is that thing they so hard on for so many years, you have accomplished it. Thank you. Thank yeah. you. Thank you. How does that feel? How does that feel? Okay. It feels okay. Um, yeah. It, it feels like I'm ready. Mm-hmm. It was time. Yeah. There was a way that, you know, the whole time that you were a student, you were also always working for the university and with the university. And so now, now you're just working still with the university, but just without having to go to class. Yeah. So it doesn't feel too different. Feels very normal, actually. Hmm. Yeah, I'm sure it's pretty surreal, but it's a huge accomplishment. And we actually did get to see you uh, graduate in person. We had an outdoor ceremony. Yes, it was incredibly hot. But it was very it was lovely. So hot and also really lovely. Yes, yes, yes. So that happened. The summer has happened. And now here we are, fall semester. Yes, I would say the more surreal part is seeing students and faculty back on campus. We were um, online for so long, it felt like watching folks return to campus feels more surreal. It's very surreal. I mean, I would go to campus occasionally in the fall. I live so close to campus to get things out of my office, um, you know, to stop by at various points, always very quiet. Every day felt sort of like a a sleepy Sunday afternoon. And now, you know, we're all back in full force. Most classes are back in person. The residence halls are, I don't know how full they are, but there's a good number of students living on campus, going to school on campus. Um, I'm there Monday through Thursday every week, radically different than it has been for the last three semesters. Yes, students went from Zoom to in-person. So that is definitely something interesting. I'm sure students' mental health should be a topic at hand, um, how students are transitioning and handling that transition. Yeah, it's been, you know, it's been a huge transition for all of us, um, faculty and students. And I've been talking with, of course, my own students, with faculty on our campus and and faculty at other campuses. Um, And it is, uh, you know, one one person said to me, I actually don't know that we have really, that we understand what we've gone through or what we're currently experiencing. Like, how are we doing? We're all doing, we're making it. Um, A lot of folks are feeling stressed, anxious, also excited. But physically, 
It is a huge transition. I mean, the first week back at school for me, I couldn't sleep. I couldn't go to sleep till three, four in the morning. Um, not because my mind was racing, but physically I couldn't rest. Um, and I think that there's a lot of adjustments that are happening maybe beneath the surface that we're not aware of just based on the fact that we have not been in close proximity with folks. We have not been learning together in classrooms. We haven't been in packed indoor spaces. Um, and it's very different for our for our bodies in addition to our minds. Is that something you've been seeing? Yes. I even feel tired of socializing. Yes. Also, that's one thing that my students keep telling me at the end of the day, they are exhausted. Battery is dead. Really, I, yeah. I find myself to be a pretty social person, a pretty outgoing person, but seeing people in person again and socializing and going about your day feels more exhausting than it normally would. Mm-hmm. And it, it's, I'm, I'm really noticing also how long it's taking us to kind of get rolling. Usually the fall semester, we just, you know, really hit the ground running and no one is really quite able to or interested in doing that. And even, you know, um, like teaching with a mask on, it's like I literally have to slow it down so that I can make sure that students can hear me, but also just so that I can breathe. You know, I like you can't um, like it forces you to really slow things down, take things easy. Um, and students are needing a sort of a slower pace to get acclimated to to being back on campus. So a lot of folks, I think, in the classroom are being more uh, relaxed, a little more just more understanding because we've all like we are in, still in the midst of a pandemic, but we've all been through so much in this last year. And we have to allow ourselves space to recover and space to adjust um, before we can just assume that we can't just go back to quote unquote normal after everything we have been through and are still going through. And things are not yet normal even. No, they are certainly not. Yes. So hopefully soon we can be quote unquote normal again. Yeah. And what, you know, there's also this piece of uncertainty um, where, you know, Connecticut, we're in good shape compared to a lot of states in the U.S. Um, yes, in terms we have of a high COVID. vaccination rate. We do. And then, you know, Southern also is doing a lot um, to mitigate, right? Yeah. Yeah. I believe more information about that is coming out. Yeah. We're all student, you know, everyone's wearing masks. There's a vaccination requirement. So compared to a lot of places, um, it's a pretty, as safe as, as one can be in this moment. Um, but I have to say there's still this piece of uncertainty about, you know, what's going to happen. Are we going to be able to continue um, this semester? Like, and I'm teaching, uh, you know, in pretty crowded classrooms. A lot of students, you know, I just came from class Four out of 20 students were coughing consistently. Um, the whole class, which makes you, you know, normally it wouldn't even sort of register in my mind, but because it's a pandemic, vulnerable family members, I'm thinking about it. And I just, you know, we don't, we haven't heard anything yet from the school. This is week three. We don't know anything about the numbers. 
We don't know anything about, you know, is how much COVID is on campus. We don't know. And we do know that one of our um, Connecticut college just had a high enough rate that they actually did go um, this week. So I'm there's just this piece of uncertainty that we all have to kind of be ready to shift on a dime. I am hopeful, though, that we are able to stay open and have a level of community and sense of belonging return to campus. I do feel for the majority of students that has not spent most of their undergrad on campus mm-hmm. because of COVID, because that's such a main part of your college experience, you know, being with your peers, being able to go to programs, living in the residence hall. That is a huge part of the undergrad experience and what makes Southern a unique and fun place to go is to actually be on campus and experience, you know, the large events and experience being with your peers and, you know, playing Frisbee outside and (laughs) hanging out. That's such a huge part um, of people's sense of belonging. And moving online has really stopped that for so many people, you know, returning to their homes and being isolated and by themselves. So I really hope that um, students get more of a chance to be with each other for as long as it's safe. Yeah, I think I 100% agree. And in in the classroom, um, you know, the class I just came from was the the class where we do all the writing and drawing by hand. And that class is so rich and it has to, I can teach it online, but it's not the same when everyone's dispersed in their various spaces because there's so many distractions going on. And I'm not able to effectively teach it as well. So it's it's more fun. It's more interesting. And students are already doing far better work than anyone was able to do online um, because we were there together. Um, and I'm able to see what's happening live in the moment and adjust. Um, and there's just so much more communicating than we can do when we're together. Um, and there's that accountability piece also. It's like, if I have to go to class, I'm going to stay engaged. But if I have to click a link and I'm already at my house or my, you know, wherever you happen to be, or I'm take going to class while I'm driving somewhere, it just, it takes something more to be a good online student. Um, and especially if you're a first, second year student, that is really difficult. I, I would have struggled so much if I had to do school online. I would have as well. I think one of the things that keeps you in school as a first year is being with your peers and experiencing the same things at the same time. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, experiencing the stressfulness of midterms as a group, this camaraderie there. But when you're online, you're isolated. It seems like you're alone and the only one experiencing these hardships as you're trying to navigate your way through your undergrad experience. So hopefully now first year students get to experience campus as it resembles somewhat normal and get to enjoy all the time they can while we're still here. Yeah. And it's, you know, so far we've had some beautiful weather. We have great outdoor spaces um, and it does just the sense of life back on campus um, is, I don't know, it's heartening to see like, oh, yes, this is what we're here for. Um, this is sort of the heart of the beating heart of the university is, is our being on campus learning. Um, and we can also additionally have online stuff, but really um, events happening live, um, passing people in the hallway. It really is a lot of the little stuff, too, 
that makes um, that brings the humanity um, and the collective um, to life to life. So yeah, we are hopeful um, about staying on campus. We have the, as good a chance as anybody has, frankly. Yeah. So so we so we can all stay on campus for as long as we can. Please wear your mask in open areas. <laughs> So, so that's my public service announcement, you know, wear your mask, follow the COVID guidelines so we can stay on campus as long as possible. But Casey, we did not have a final episode for last season and I'm dying to know, I kind of already know, but I'm dying to know (laughs) your thoughts about last season. How did we do? How did it go? You know, oh, this, there was something I, I wanted to mention that you're just reminding me of. Um, I, so n- neither one of us has posted a podcast before. No, we have not. We just hopped right in um, went for it. And I really loved learning that process with you. And I've said before, you know, I don't have a podcast with anybody else. Um, Thanks to you. I mean, likewise. one. Thank you. That one in the corner drawing comes um, certainly in the front of the room talking. I am the one in the front of the room talking. That's why we balance. You know, you need balance in life. We have balance. That's right. But I love the um, being able to respond and have conversations in real time to things going on um, in the world. And I loved being able to talk to smart, interesting people, have nuanced conversations. I'm really excited to keep that going. Um, and actually, before I go into what I was going to say, what were your sort of highlights? You know, what's what was what stood out for you about last season? So many things. I really enjoyed recording the podcast um, over the time, especially the longer we got into it, the more I enjoyed it. I have always thought about the podcast as a very intimate space for myself where I'm letting others into conversations that me and you and others normally have outside of the mic. And the only difference is we're just including a mic, which is very nice. It's lovely to have a platform to discuss social justice on a larger platform. That is something very nice. Some of my favorite episodes is our last episode on Puerto Rican and Black history. Mm. That was the funnest episode to record in terms of things I was interested to speak about. I know a, a huge fan favorite is cancel culture. Yep. So I actually, I do love all the episodes we recorded in that mainly because, you know, I helped record them, but hmm. it was a pretty fun time. I say so myself. I also want to say, I mean, in the spirit of real talk, to be perfectly honest, you and I both burned out pretty hard at the okay. end of last semester. Like we were really not okay at the end. And it's time consuming to do a podcast. Yeah. It's time consuming, but I also think that, you know, we, and I, I, I want to talk about this burnout because it's a piece of the mental health puzzle that we're talking about. Um, and I think some folks are wanting to just like rush back to quote unquote normal. Um, but I'm interested in, in us like recognizing, hey, look, last semester we were on we felt like we had to be on every day and we had to know everything in the world and be able to talk about it on a dime. And 
we're talking, you know, from when we wake up in the morning. So we're leaving, you know, sending uh, voice memos at 10, 30, 11 at night for months, for months. And a lot of that is not anything anyone's putting on us. We're putting that pressure on ourselves. We're also living through the pandemic. We're experiencing so many things going on in the world, trying to internalize them. And all of that put together uh, left us pretty burned out. Um, by the end. And I believe so many of our listeners can probably relate to that feeling of being burned out last semester and maybe even the semester before that. So many of us were placed into new positions and Mm -hmm. going through things in our lives, which made our regular day-to-day life, our work and education more difficult. Um, You know, like Casey said earlier, this is the first time we have ever hosted a podcast. So you're kind of building the plane while you're flying it while you're trying to come up with every system, how many episodes you want to get out, how often, oh my God, something crazy happening on the news. We should talk about it, discussing what we should talk about, all those things. So we are going with a different approach this semester. It's nice. I think we're being more kind to ourselves as we encourage you all to be more kind to yourselves. So yes, we are definitely keeping a mind of the mistakes we made last year and improving on our model for this year. Yeah. And I think, you know, a lot of folks, including, um, you know, especially folks at local activists, um, I've heard this from recently, they really are still sort of recovering from that, that burnout because in so many ways, you know, in the wake of George Floyd's murder and all of the, like, if you think back over the last 18 months, so much has happened and we have all been, so engaged and experience whatever it is that we've experienced in addition. And I, the piece that, that when we're go when you're going that hard for that long in under these conditions, of course you get burned out. Think about it like dehydration. You know, once you feel like you're thirsty, it's too late. Right. And once, once we really recognized, oh, wow, we really got burned out. It had been, building for some time. We just weren't aware that it was going on. So one thing that I would encourage, you know, of course us, but also listeners to do is really proactively build in rest and care and set. The other thing about so much happening online is that it's hard down. You can be connected at all points. And I think figuring out ways to incorporate rest and disconnect from, you know, a constant stream of information, uh, so important for us to do. Yes. I would also add, since we're on Real Talk and we're having real conversations, the whole podcast is on social justice. Social justice can be a draining topic if you do it long enough. Anyone that does constant work around social justice and activism can burn out. And so if you're doing this kind of work within your lives, within the things you're studying, within your friend circles, you know, you're trying to start movements and talk about things that you care about and move the needle, there is a lot of emotional labor there because it's something you care about. It's something that's important. So you have to be careful not to burn yourself out. And and like last season, we talked about a lot of invisible labor, um, there's just a lot of labor in general. Social justice is really a labor of love. 
when you're actually doing it. So you have to be careful not to burn yourself out. Take things, you know, a little by a time. Uh, sometimes it's better to just have completion over perfection and just remembering to always be kind to yourself. Yeah, I think a lot of times, you know, especially with the internet, social media, we're so hyper aware of all of the struggles going on, not just the ones that are in our communities or that touch our lives or our identities, but we're aware of, of hardship going on so many different places. And it can, you know, give folks the feeling that they're responsible for or need to solve all these problems or feel bad about what people are dealing with. Um, and that is a, sort of a quick path to um, overwhelm and burnout. So I think that's a good ongoing sort of question for us to take up, honestly, Jamel, is like, how do we um, take care of ourselves, authentically show up, make a difference, you know, at our highest point of contribution, um, but do that in, in, in taking care of ourselves and, and others around us. And at the end of the day, taking a rest and starting again the next day. I think it's something you learn to do for yourself because it would look differently for each of us. Mm-hmm. How that may look and how what we need is something individual. So I think it depends. But I would love to hear what our listeners think of that and if they have any tips on self-care and how they're deciding to take care of themselves as we rejoin our campus community. And you can always send us your thoughts on Instagram at the Real Talk SCSU if you're not following us. You know, just a little plug there. Yep. And we'll we will continue to to ask for your feedback, your thoughts. What conversation do you want to hear more of? Uh, what conversations aren't we having? Yeah. Um, so let us know. Add to the real talk. We want this to be a conversation, you know, that may start with with me and Jamil, but certainly doesn't end with us. Yes. So if you have not watched any of our previous content, you know, we are on Apple Podcasts. We're on Spotify. We're on the website. Go back, rewatch some of your favorites, listen to podcasts you may have missed. And definitely if you have ideas for topics, conversations, or even questions you want me and Casey to answer live on The Real Talk, (laughs) um, send them our way on Instagram. DM us, comment, share. 